this is the Journey Tell podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination. To find the journey in every step of the road, the highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that. It's in those moments that really makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of his own. Ricky Lopez Espen is a professional soccer player for David Beckham's Inter-Miami team. Thank you, Ricky, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited for the opportunity. I am so glad to have you here. I do need to let you know. So I have had athletes, you know, in this position. You are my first soccer player to bless this space. So thank you. Of course. Yeah. I mean, super excited and thank you for the opportunity. And I'm excited to obviously talk about talk with you and tell my, my story. Absolutely. So I know you were born in Miami. Um, athlete, always athlete mindset. Um, at 13, you decide to move away and move with your family to Minnesota for soccer. Tell me about that experience. What was that like for you to move away from your family at 13 and go by yourself to another state? I mean, it was looking back on it for me, it was the best decision of my life. I was able to grow up a lot faster than most kids that we're in a household. I was able, I had to be able to be disciplined, know when to go to sleep, when know to do my homework, when know just kind of all those things that you really don't know when you're so young. And it was obviously a very hard decision. I am an only child to my, to my parents. Um, so my mom was hysterical crying when she left me. Um, but again, it was, I can't say how much I learned not only about myself, myself, but about life being on my own at 13. Um, and it was just something that I can never thank the school of Shattuck St. Mary's enough for. Um, I was able to pursue my soccer career and my schooling. Um, and it was just, it was just an unbelievable experience, just stuff that I will made friends of a lifetime and things that really matured me at such a young age. I mean, I bet because at the end of the day, here you are at the start of your teenage years. I'm a, I'm a mom too. And my son is 14. So I can understand the mindset at that age. And he's also an athlete. So, I mean, you're, I can only imagine how mature you had have been to had to step away from your family and then dive in. But let's talk about the focus. What was your focus like um, as a teenager before you even entered into your professional career? Well, I'm Obviously, as a teenager, you're kind of trying to fit in, trying to be the popular kid in school, trying to find your way, especially at 13. And this opportunity came and we didn't really know much about it. Um, they sent an email to my parents saying, hey, we, we saw Ricky play. We would like for him to come up. And we thought it was a summer camp at first. Um, and we kind of just ignored it. And it came back and we went up for a visit. And it was unbelievable. It was to be able to leave my friends and everything I knew in Miami was extremely hard, but I knew I wanted to be a soccer player. I knew that was my passion. That was my goal in life. Um, and obviously my mom, she's a teacher. So to be able to mix those two things, it was kind of a no brainer for me. And when I went there and I saw the environment that I would be in, um, kind of, there was no distractions, like obviously living in Miami in a big city, you have those distractions, especially when you're growing up and you're maturing. Um, it was just, I just knew for me, this was the best decision and it turned out to be, and I can't, it's just, it just brings like a smile to my face just to think about the stuff that I went through, um, being able to be in the classroom every day, be on the soccer field, be in the gym at such a young age and learn that discipline to, you can, to think that you can do anything you, you want in life if you put your mind to it. 
Absolutely. I mean, so then you, you continue on, you go, you go to boarding school for high school. Um, and so, you know, now that you're an adult and the boarding school was, was soccer, it was a soccer boarding school, correct? Yeah. So there was, there was also hockey and then there's figure skating and then there was like a bioscience program. So everyone had their kind of center of excellence, so to say. And yours was, was soccer. So you knew, I mean, at thir- clearly you, you moved there for thir- 13 and you kept going specialized in the, in the soccer realm. So you okay. knew you were again, tunnel vision focused. Um, now that you're an adult and you look back at that time, what would you say is a takeaway um, that you appreciate most that you learn from that boarding experience, not just from educational perspective or from the athlete perspective, but maybe from the life as a whole perspective? Well, first of all, it's being a good, being a good person, being respectful, being um, polite just takes you so much, such a long way in life. Not only um, if you, if you're a good athlete or if you're a good student, whatever it is, you have to be able to respect your surroundings. You have to be able to respect the people around you and you have to be a sponge everyone we had my first roommates i was in a roommate of four i had two players from two hockey players from canada and an exchange student from china so i was able to learn different things from different people um how they all walks of life and to have that experience at such a young age which for me was life-changing and i was able to be able to learn from different experiences from different people um and that being discipline, obviously, and the sacrifices you need to make when you have a dream and you, you want to pursue that dream. And it was just uh, it was such a pivotal point in my life and in my career as a soccer player. So you go on and you play Division One soccer um, in college on a full scholarship. And, you know, what I was so impressed as I read your story um, is that you graduated with your degree a semester early before you even entered into the draft. Talk about the importance of education for you and, and how you were able to strive and be so focused and be able to accomplish that before you even went into the draft. Well, I have to obviously thank my mom. She's in the educational realm. She's a teacher. So she, at an early age, put into my head, hey, education, education, education is just so important. I had opportunities to go play in Europe, but... She wanted me to get my high school degree, my college degree, and obviously going to Creighton University, I was able to take summer classes, kind of upload my schedule. So I knew going into the draft, I had my degree um, because you see so many professional athletes, not only soccer players, whether it's an injury, whether it's something that sets them off track, they have nothing really to fall back on. So my mom, I have to thank my mom, obviously, for this, um, to be able to have that backup plan and Thankfully, I was able to uh, graduate and was semester early and, and walk into the draft with my degree. So I couldn't be thankful enough to Creighton University as well. Beautiful that you had the vision, that your mom had the vision, that you guys, you, you, you knew that education was just as important as to your career, you know, long term as it was to you going into the draft and starting your professional career, which is so important to me you know, as we're talking about this, because you were already on this journey, uh, you know, knowing that you're going to play professional, you know. Yeah, you obviously as a college athlete, you kind of get little hints and stuff saying, hey, I can, I can actually make this, I can actually make a living out of this. So you see a lot of the guys kind of throw the classroom to the side. But for me, I knew um, you can't be an athlete forever. 
you have to, and you're sadly enough, you're an injury away um, from your career ending. So you have to have a backup plan. So I was thankful enough. And I mean, it's, it's been such a journey after uh, getting my degree and being a professional athlete. So you've played soccer now for a host of teams um, and you're now currently playing on David Beckham's team. What has that experience been like for you? Um, can you tell us how that even came about? Yeah, so I, I got drafted and I lived in Salt Lake City, Utah for a year. That was my first professional sniff of the professional life. Yeah. Very different, very different than what I expected. You go from being a college student and you're with your teammates 24-7. My roommate was a soccer player. You're eating lunch with them every single day. You're in classes with them to being in a professional environment where people have families, people have stuff outside of soccer that after practice, they go home and you don't see them for the rest of the day. So that life-changing, that change of lifestyle was very difficult for me at, at the time. I felt very lonely and people don't realize the difference it is. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time in Salt Lake City. It was it was unbelievable. I made, again, amazing memories, awesome friends. And then I was able to go to play in L.A., which was, again, another beautiful experience. And I learned, obviously, different culture. L.A. is different from Salt Lake City, which is different from Miami. Um, so each stop that I've been, I've learned different things and from different people. And whether well, it's people in the locker room, coaches, um, experiences that players have had. And it's just, again, it's just a learning experience. I'm just trying to learn as much as I can from each and every person that I come across in my path. When did you know that soccer was it? That this was your, that you were, you know, this was your gift. This was your specialty that you needed to put some focus here because this is what you were going to be blessed to be giving the world. Yeah, I would say probably when I was young, my mom, she says, her and my father put me in soccer and that's the one I, I stuck with. They put me in basketball, football, but they knew something about soccer is that I would always have a little soccer ball around the house. And that was my passion. And as I grew up, I just fell in love with it. And I knew probably around my sixth grade year, seventh grade, that this is what I wanted to do. And this is what I'm going to strive and my, my dream is. You also work with ESPN plus broadcasting games. Is it tough for you to kind of switch hats from, you know, on ESPN and then going to then being, you know, athlete on the, the field? It is, but it's also very interesting to see the other side of a game to see, obviously as a player, you think it's just about the 22 guys that are on the field, the guys on the benches, the coaches, but there's just so much that goes on on the other side of being a, a soccer game or any game for that matter. It's, and it's just so interesting to see, to be able to be in a booth, to be able to call and have a different view of the game, work with different people. Um, and just, it's just been so interesting and such a joy. And I, and I really do enjoy it a lot. What are, what's three tips that you could give to um, our viewers and listeners um, if they may be out there and they want to, they're, they're serious about being a soccer player. What is something they can do right now to, you know, jumpstart their career and take it to the next level? Well, you have to have sacrifices. You, I can't count the amount of times that I've missed either parties, birthdays, whatever it is, because I had training, I had a game the next day. So you have to have sacrifices. You have to be very disciplined. There's a lot of temptation out in the world nowadays with people getting so much exposure at such a young age. So keep, 
kind of your, your blinders on and just go after what you want. And also there's no substitute for hard work. You have to be able to be better than you were yesterday. Never take no for an answer. Always put down barriers. And just if you enjoy it, enjoy it, have fun. It's a, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to play a sport for a living. And if you want to do it, you have to work hard for what you want. What do you think separates the winners and the losers in life? I would say it's just hard work and discipline. You have growing up, I, I say this all the time. There were so many players in Miami that were so much more talented than I was. They were, had so much more going for them, but unfortunately they took a different route and I was able to go to a boarding school and focus on soccer. And again, I, I was able to take my career and run with it. And they were, they weren't able when they had more talent. So be sacrificed, be disciplined, and, and hard work is, is the answer for everything. Wow, that's that's huge what you said. So basically what, what you're saying is it's the environment that you feel as though removing you yourself from that environment and placing yourself in this other environment was able to take you on the track to where you are now. If you're surrounded by people that are have the same goals, that want to train every day, that want to work out every day, that want to learn every day, you're just going to take on the habits like that. And there's people in Miami that were 10 times better soccer players than I were. And they were unable to do that and their career took a different path. And I think that was, that's the biggest difference to where I am today and where my journey has gone. What does your day-to-day look like? Do you have a, a daily routine that you can share? So in the morning, I just wake up. I, I started brewing coffee. I'm a big, uh, just recently I got involved in making coffee, which I really enjoy. So I'll have a okay. coffee. I'll do a workout in the morning, whether it's training or workout in the gym. Um, and then depending on if I have either a game, I start prepping for a game at, at night, whether it's on ESPN plus or on the weekends. Um, so it's a lot of kind of downtime, but it's a lot of planning as well and being proactive and not, not, uh, not kind of wasting any time. Cause I really know how precious time is, especially in this career and being a, a broadcaster, you have to be able to be study, you have to be prepared and everything. So it's a lot of downtime, a lot of prepping, um, and a lot of working out. So that's kind of my, uh, <laughs> my daily routines. Do you have, is it, is it basically the same routine though, every day that you same schedule? Pretty much. Yeah. It gets, gets very redundant, but, uh, obviously you need to do what you need to do. And I enjoy it. I, I enjoy working out. I enjoy obviously training. I enjoy being active. And then I also enjoy studying the game, whether it's new players, new, uh, pronunciations of names that I need to be able to call whether I'm in the booth um so it's it's pretty much the same but you have to you have to be again you have to be disciplined in it you have to find joy in your work how do you stay focused and stay lifted like what what do you do for yourself to 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 stay on that path that's a good question I was I mean it's just I, I I enjoy it I I believe that if you dread going to work whether it's being on the soccer field, being in the gym, being in a booth, it's, you're going to sway away. So I, I'm always motivated to be better than I was the day before. Um, and I know it's just such a competitive environment that I'm in. One day, if you're not on top of your game, someone can come in and take, take a position, whether it's on the field, whether it's in the booth. So you have to be able to perform. And the only way to perform the best is if you're prepared. So it's kind of, that mentality that you always have to be on top of your game, on top of your performance and be the best you can be. Are you spiritual? Do you have like a, a daily spiritual routine? I like to meditate. Um, I, 
I try to take time either before bed or right when I wake up just to kind of relax, gather my thoughts, not touch my phone first thing in the morning, um, kind of be in touch with the day and be grateful for obviously waking up another day. And that's kind of the extent that my spirituality goes to. Hey, but you do that, do you do that daily? Yeah, I try to. It obviously yeah. easier some days than most, but I, I try to do it. Okay. Um, is there, has there ever been a moment where you felt like, okay, I am just done. I just, I can't do this anymore. I want to throw in the towel. I could do something different. And if so, what kind of advice can you give to someone else that, like, what did you do to take yourself to push through in that moment? Yeah. I mean, recently it's, uh, obviously being in the soccer player in Miami, it's very, I don't know how to say it. it's very tough. It's very, everyone wants to live in Miami. Everyone wants to live in LA. Everyone wants to live in New York. So those soccer markets are very, very difficult to break into. And when you have players that have done so well around the world, the fans really want to see them more than they want to see a 25 year old kid that doesn't have that big world recognition. So when obviously when David Beckham announced his team coming, all the big players, they wanted to come here. So it was really tough for me personally um, to kind of understand, okay, maybe I'm not going to be the big dog here. I'm not going to, people are not going to want to see me. They're going to want to see another player that has been around the world. So yeah, it, it's obviously you feel very lost. You don't know what your future looks like, but I, I think everything happens for a reason, right? People come into your life for a reason. Opportunities come into your life for a reason. And you have to have faith in that. You have to not be discouraged and not give up. And I mean, I, I, I was kind of on that path earlier this year. And obviously this, this broadcasting uh, gig came up and I, and I took it and I ran with it. And you also have, can't turn down things. You cannot be afraid of opportunities and not afraid of, of failing because you don't know if you enjoy it or not. Yeah, it's almost, I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm realizing that about life too. It's when the opportunity knocks, it, you got to be ready for when it's not, you have to, the door is, it's knocking. You got to be ready to go through the door. You can't say, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait tomorrow, because someone else is going to walk through that door and take that spot. So yeah, yeah I agree. You got to be, you have to be ready for it. And so you're right. You have, you have to be prepared. Of course. And it's, I mean, you never know when it's going to come, but when it comes, obviously, I'm a firm believer of not of trying everything. You, you don't know what you really enjoy until you try it. And it's okay to fail. It's okay to look maybe dumb in front of people. People will talk about what you, what are you doing, what you're not doing. And it's okay. It, it, it's, people are always going to have their own opinions on things, but the ones that really matters are your close ones, the ones that you love and the one you have about yourself. So that's kind of my, that's what I've thought about. And that's kind of the way I've thought about things recently since I've, started moving into the broadcasting space and stuff like that. What's your friend circle like, your actual, your circle? Well, I have maybe five close, close friends that are dear to my heart. I met them, um, most of them at boarding school. Okay. You, uh, yeah, when you're with someone for five years every single day, they're my brothers. They live all across the country, all across the world, but those are the people that I trust with my heart outside of my family. Um, those are my brothers, I, I love them. Then those are the guys that I am closest with. Obviously in Miami, it's a huge city, but I feel alone very most, most of the time that it's very hard to trust people. Um, but those five guys are just my, my ride or dies, I would say. <laughs> why do you feel that way? Why do you feel that it's so hard to trust people? 
Well, in a city like Miami, everyone's trying to get ahead in life. Everyone is, it's very materialistic. It's very, what can you do for me? What can I do for you? Um, and sadly, that's the way it is, especially when you, someone realizes that you had, you had experience in the professional athlete world. You, you are working with ESPN. You are in, so to say, the public eye. People look at you kind of in a different light than they would if, if you were working at, at Walmart, for example. Nothing. It, it's, just, it's just very hard to find real people. Um, and I've experienced that as well. I've experienced people that have not talked to me when I left Miami. And now that I have a bit of following, I'm doing this, have came out of the woodworks. And it's just, it's, it's, you have to be able to know and be able to filter real people and people that are just want to be with you for you and not what you have. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I abs- I understand. Um, do you find that, what have you, did you have to go through certain things in order to, to pick up on, you know, okay, let me stay away from this person. Let me see, like, how do, how do you, what do you use for your discernment? I just think it's, you can tell obviously from your gut feeling. I, I yeah. try to instant my instinct and you can it's just it's just very hard to find people that don't want anything in return and that will take advantage of you and people it's a give and take relationship it it's I'm a firm believer that you have that feeling that first connection that you can say okay this person really enjoys my presence for me not for what I have or what can I can bring to them or what they can take advantage from me so it's it's a very fine line and it's it's tough, especially in a city like Miami. I mean, I don't even want to just say Miami. I, I think, I'm in LA. I mean, I, from originally from sugar. It's I think it's people. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's just you know, it's it's the world, and I think it's. But then you got to be careful how you say things too, because you draw it in. Because you get on the right path and right around the right circle, I think that you can shift what you're drawing in, right. um, and so you know, like minds, like-minded people, and you'll continue to connect in that way. I agree. So I want you to finish this sentence for me. I am a... (laughs) A young man trying to find his way in life. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Uh, And a master of... I don't know if I'm a master of anything. I would say a master of creating my own happiness. Hey, who can control my own happiness, my own, my own path, my own path. Oh, that's beautiful because you can. Oh, okay. I love that. I want to wrap up with a segment that I call tell and tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. Um, what is something that you can tell the audience that about you, that no one knows about you, the world, a secret, if you will, about yourself. Secret. Oh, man. I mean, I would say I was not, not at this moment now, but especially in college in my, my first year as professional, very insecure. Obviously you, you, you want to fit in, you want to act like you have everything together. You, you want to have, like you have all your ducks in a row, but in reality, you don't, I, I didn't, and I still don't. I don't think anyone really does. I think everyone's learning as their journey goes on and don't take, what you see on the internet for sure like don't don't take it literal people are always struggling people um always have their problems and 
nothing is that is that as it seems in life especially on instagram or whether it is on on the website not, not just instagram yeah uh, that's that's beautiful do you do you find that to be your biggest what is do you find that to be the biggest struggle of being a celebrity or, or you know the, the 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 public perception uh look or the the trophy that you have to maybe uphold you know in that world of course you have like i touched on it before people think oh since you have this, you've done this, you have a check mark on their Instagram, your life is perfect. No, it's, it, realistically, I was extremely lonely my first year as a professional. Yes, I was making, I was making money coming out of college, but it, it's tough when you're on a road trip for 10 days and you come back to an apartment alone. And it's, it's you don't know you're in a new city and you get thrown in a new city. It's, it, it's tough. You, I mean, it's okay. It's okay to be able to talk about you being lonely, you not having everything together because no one has everything together. No one's perfect. And I think it's so beautiful to, when you have someone that has status, that has um, people look up to them to be able to have, be open and just have their real self and not just people see highlight reels of people's day-to-day uh, -day life. It's so true. And that's the reason why I have this show, why I try to talk about the topics that we talk about, like real topics and real things that go on in our lives, because that is, that's the world. And, you know, so often you, you can't take, you're supposed to not take this bandaid off, but it's like, if you rip the layers of under, underneath the bandaid, that's the, that's the realness. That's, that's what's there. That's what we really need to talk about because at the end of the day is what we really are all dealing with. You know, we all have similar issues and similar problems. You just may not be dealing with it at that time, at that moment. And that's why it's not good to judge because it may not be your turn today, but it may be your turn tomorrow. You know, you just never know when that, that turn is going to be. Of course. And I think it's, it's, it's okay to not be perfect and accept your imperfections, accept that, hey, I'm going through stuff. And I just, I just think we should all help each other and not judge, obviously, like you said, on the internet, especially. And everyone is more alike than, than we realize. Absolutely. More alike than you realize. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here and being on the show and just sharing a bit of your journey with us. If someone wants to follow along with you, uh, follow your journey, how can they go about doing that? I mean, I would say <laughs> Instagram. I mean, that's where I'm most active. I'm active on Twitter as well. I mean, I don't know. My tag is at R-L-O-P-E-Z-E-S-P-I-N. Um, and I'm always open if you want to send a DM to me, whether it's to talk more, if you want to just a hearing, a hear, someone to talk to, someone to give advice, or I'm always here and I'm always open to uh, speaking to everyone. Well, thank you for your openness today. I appreciate it. Uh, I really appreciate you. And I think the audience does too. So thank you. Well, that is it for this episode of the Journey Told Show. I'm going to leave you with words that my father would so often say to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit.